Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Wiseman for three straight on. That's good, and his confidence is soaring right now. Well, he's obviously been the best player on the floor tonight for the Warriors. No question about it. I'm, 17 first-half points. The best I've ever seen him play. A career night for James Wiseman, but an ugly night for the Golden State Warriors overall. Shorthanded in Brooklyn, a hot Nets team, and the Warriors thumped tonight by the Nets. 143 to 113, but the highlight there coming in, James Wiseman with a pair of his career-high 30 on 12 of 14. We welcome you inside. Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you here till 8 o'clock. Phone lines open at 888-957-9570, 9570 If you want to react to this one, either via the Xfinity Mobile text line or on the phone lines as the Warriors find themselves now three games under 500 as they lose tonight. They go one and five on the six game road trip and they uh, now uh, lose again here. The the back to back games with just uh, in, in, in ugly fashion to to the Nets. So the Warriors 15 and 18 overall in this one. Uh, the story of this game, really a tale of two halves where cosmetically, uh, the Warriors made it, at least for a short period of time in the second half, look somewhat respectable given the young players playing pretty well. Wiseman, a big part of that. We'll get to Patrick Baldwin Jr., who also had a, a career night for him uh, in Brooklyn in this one. But the ugly part of things for the Warriors was the first quarter and in particular the first half as the Dubs trailed in this one 46-17 to at the end of the first quarter. So a 29-point deficit. How ugly was that first quarter? Well, the Nets shot 73.9% in that quarter. The Nets were 7 of 9 from 3 in the quarter. And when you look at the 29-point uh, differential, that was the largest differential for any team against another in the NBA in any quarter this season. So no team had dominated an individual quarter the way the Nets dominated the first quarter league-wide through the first now 33% plus of the season to see the Warriors down 46-17. to 17. Turnovers, 
uh, an issue for the Warriors in that quarter. Seven turnovers. They couldn't buy a bucket. One of nine from three. And Brooklyn was was just just making everything uh, early on. And uh, they, they put it on the Warriors to the tune of 46-17 in the first. And then quarter number two, uh, the Warriors got the offense going, but they gave up 45 in, in quarter number two. So you look up and the Warriors, it was ugly at the half, 91-51 in favor of Brooklyn. The 91, the third most points scored in a first half in NBA history. Only the Warriors back in 2018, the night where Klay Thompson broke the three-point record by hitting 14 at Chicago. The Warriors had 92 in that game. And the Phoenix Suns back in 1990, uh, you got to go all the way back to 1990, had 107 against uh, the Denver Nuggets in, in a game that, that they wound up winning uh, in in Phoenix. Uh, so only the Warriors four years ago and the Suns going back 32 years had scored more than Brooklyn put on the shorthanded Warriors uh, in, in this game tonight. So first half ugly, second half uh, some fight, I thought, shown by the young players uh, in particular. And, and James Wiseman, really the story, if you want to try to put some semblance of a positive spin, just to see him out there around the basket, you know, teammates looking for him and, and ability to finish to the tune of 12 of 14 uh, and, and the 30 points. It, it shows you that he's got a little bit of action that he can be in the in the right place at the right time, that he can go up and get a, an offensive board here or there and, and, and throw it back. He had one of those uh, in this one tonight, got to the free throw line, even knocked down a three uh, for James Wiseman. So I, I think when you look at the month that he spent down in the G League and the fact that times, you know, the question has not been about whether or not he can contribute to this team with all of the veterans and, and all of the championship pedigree and and the expectations that this 22-23 Warriors team has that the question has shifted really to can James Wiseman just get on the floor and be effective in any manner because even that has been you know something that we just haven't seen so I think you know, the the line alone and the ability to to get out there and find the basket uh, a little bit tonight I think is a is a positive sign you hope it adds to his confidence moving forward. However, as the Warriors tighten the reins here and, and get back home and, and really try to lock in and get healthier coming off of this one and five trip, knowing that Steph Curry probably isn't going to play at any point on the upcoming eight game homestand, you have to wonder does this 30 point game really mean much as far as James Wiseman's ability to contribute to a team that I think is really going to be going all in and trying to win as many games as they possibly can, almost in pseudo desperation mode once they get back and, and begin by facing the, the Grizzlies coming up at chase on, on Christmas night here uh, this Sunday. So uh, a lot to like about Wiseman. It's, it's certainly better than, than the alternative uh, but again, in the grand scheme of things, that the two timelines just just haven't fit, and I think the you know estimation that the Warriors are going to have to make as to whether a night like tonight uh, earns James Wiseman some more minutes and some better opportunities with the main group of players, I think that's one question to to file away. Uh, as we move forward here, the Warriors fly back home and have a couple of days to gear up for the beginning of that homestand. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. The other bright spot tonight, 
uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, in the second half in particular, but you look at his night, he ends up with 17 points in 23 minutes. Real smooth offensive game for Patrick Baldwin Jr. Can can knock down the three ball, looks real comfortable with the with the ball in his hands, looks real comfortable you know, in, in catching it and going up uh, and, and taking shots. So I think, you know, that that projects well, again, way down the line. You, you're, you're looking for, for players who, who step up and, and get an opportunity. And I think collectively, you know, the young play it was brutal last night for the young players in that second half and in particular in that fourth quarter where it was already a, a blowout type of a game and then it got even uglier, frankly, in that fourth quarter with the young players all playing together. So having the young players essentially playing together for the second consecutive night and having it, you know, having them show a little bit of fight, having them uh, pull what at one point was a 44-point lead down to 18. I mean, you never figured that the Warriors were actually going to be in the game at that point. But, you know, let up from Brooklyn, whatever, but damned. It was nice to, to see that group of Warriors at least show some semblance of a fight, which really hadn't been there at all in the first half with more of the veteran players playing. And, you know, I consider Jordan Poole to be among the veteran players at this point. Uh, you know, Kevon Looney ends up getting his 16 minutes, Draymond Green 23, no harm there. I was little concerned, you know, you want to get those guys out of the game, I think, at the point where you get down 30-plus, even in the first half. They were able to get a little bit of second-half run, uh, but, uh, you know, no injuries or anything to report there. That would have been catastrophic. You lose one of those guys in a game like tonight, which wound up being a full developmental-style game and just, you know, too much Durant, too much Brooklyn offense, too much experience and a hot team going up against this this Warriors team that, that you know, continues to show – Bright spots aside from some of the young players in the second half, this is a team full of a lot of young players that are just not ready to contribute to winning at the highest levels and certainly not able to contribute to winning in the context of trying to play with these veteran players that have the the championship aspirations. Rough night for Jonathan Kaminga, rough road trip basically for Jonathan Kaminga tonight. A minus 23, he's out there with the starters, uh, maybe a little bit banged up as this trip had had gone on, but uh, a bad night for Kaminga in a series of bad nights. I think four, four and a half games out of the six, you could look at Kaminga and say, yeah, he didn't play very well. Where does he fit moving forward here as the Warriors look to to tighten things up? I think that's something uh, that, that remains to be seen. It was nice to see Moses Moody knock down some shots. That's the one thing I think you really hope can translate. I know Steve Kerr always talks about turnovers and fouling as far as Moses Moody goes and those being his keys to getting out on the floor. I think the one thing that can you know circumvent some of the, the, the downside of the fouling and the turnovers would be if Moody could get out there and consistently knock down some shots when he's on the floor with you know some of the, the, the regular players. So uh, Moody, I think, uh, a small bright spot in, in this one tonight. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll get to some text messages. Phone lines open if you want to react to this one uh, as far as, you know, just – you know, give me the give me the one thing that maybe bothers you the most about this Warriors trip at one and five with some ugly moments. Maybe 
give me the one thing that, that gives you a little bit of optimism as the Warriors head home here for the next eight and uh, not another road game for, for 22 days coming up on January the 13th. So we'll pause and come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from James Wiseman. We'll hear from Patrick Baldwin Jr. As Warriors wrap-up rolls on here till 8 o'clock tonight at 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast dribble handoff ball with junior knocks out another one he's got a career high 14 he is five for five and four for four from distance now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, one of the many bright spots for the Warriors tonight, couple of career nights for a couple of young players. James Wiseman going for 30 on 12 of 14 shooting. Patrick Baldwin Jr., 17 points, 6 of 10, knocked down 5 of 8 from 3. But uh, the Warriors game itself, pretty ugly and really ugly in the first half as the Dubs give up 91 points in the first 24 minutes, 46 in quarter number one, 45 in quarter number two, and they go on to lose to the Brooklyn Nets tonight, 143 to 113. We welcome you back inside Warriors wrap-up here at 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you at 888-957-9570. That's 888 888- 
957-9570. Where do the Warriors go from here? Well, they're about to come back home to the Bay and an eight-game uh, homestand, rather, that's going to begin on Sunday with the Memphis Grizzlies in town. And then the game's coming fast and furious after that uh, with the Hornets in, Jazz on the second of a back-to-back. The Blazers come in right before the New Year's holiday, and then it's the Hawks, Pistons, Magic, and Suns. So some winnable games, although, again, as we talked about last night, I'm reluctant to call any game that the Warriors play without Stephen Curry winnable, uh, given the fact that the Warriors have, have won only one game without him for the entirety of, of this season in the games that he's been out. But the Warriors surely have played much better basketball at home than they have on the road, and they're going to have to hope that some of the home cooking will translate and that they can get back to their winning ways enough to try and salvage this season to a point where when Steph Curry comes back, it, it feels like that they're still playing for something uh, at that particular point in time. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as uh, it is Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors 1-5 on the trip. The Warriors lose uh, their last couple of games of the trip in, in ugly, ugly fashion, and now uh, they head home again to begin that homestand. So 15 and 18 overall for the Warriors, and you look at where that puts them now in the, the Western Conference standings. Uh, they are still in 11th, uh, five and a half back of the top spot. They're game out of the final play-in spot, three back now of the sixth seed, which means you'd avoid the play-in tournament, but uh, three and 16 overall on the road for the Warriors and with a two, uh, 12 and two home record at this point. Uh, too many turnovers, another bad Jordan Poole night uh, tonight, four of 17, one of 11 from three. He was a minus 31, could make the case he was the worst player on the floor for the Warriors in, in this game tonight. And uh, he is somebody that just for the most part, for whatever reason, you look at the home road splits and struggles, and Jordan Poole's right there at, at the top of the list as far as Warriors who have just been abysmal with the exception of a game here or a game there when they've been uh, away from Chase Center. And I thought Jordan Poole got a, a taste tonight of you know what it's like going up against a, a really good team, again, that's playing well, where all of the focus is going to be on him as far as the defense, even more so playing without Klay Thompson. It's, it's last night plus a step with Klay Thompson out, and of course no Steph Curry and, and Andrew Wiggins, and it, it just you know puts the onus on Jordan Poole to be much more fluid and much more calm and not force the action and not turn the basketball over, and it, it just has not happened uh, consistently enough on the road for Jordan Poole uh, this season. And, and tonight, uh, another one of those nights where he was just bad, flat out, and uh, only 13 points. And the Warriors need him to be a heck of a lot better than that. And uh, I think the Warriors are hoping that getting uh, a couple of uh, you know their starters back into the fold and, and guys that are going to be running with him, uh, Andrew Wiggins in particular, take a little bit of the heat. Just somebody else that can score the ball a little bit on his own with Steph Curry out. And I think there is some optimism that Andrew Wiggins uh, can be back in the lineup for the Warriors on Sunday. So that's a, a positive thing to, to look forward to as we start to, to look at the eight games that are coming up here between now and 
January the 10th when the, the finale of that homestand will occur and likely, as we talked about last night and a little bit at the top of the show, to be played entirely without Stephen Curry. But I think that the best hope for the Warriors at this point is that they can get everybody back except for Steph Curry and try to figure out a lineup combination that, that can play a rotation that, that can you know maybe limit the young players a little bit uh, again, but get guys in the right positions with the right groups to succeed as much as possible and then really try and go all out uh, to, to win as many games as you can on this homestand to hopefully allow yourself a reason to keep fighting come the middle of January. Because I think, you know, and Steve Kerr addressed this prior to the game, you're a little more vulnerable uh, at, you know, once you get to this position where you're 3-4 under and you've sustained an injury. And if you don't get back on track quickly enough, you can end up with another injury just being cooked. And and I think that's where the Warriors are right now. They're they're teetering to where I think they believe if they can get healthy, they can still make a run, and and get you know, even north of seventh in in the Western Conference, maybe even a little higher than that. But you can't do that if you wind up finding your way six, seven, eight, ten games under five hundred. You do that, and your best case scenario is going to be fighting for one of the final couple of play-in tournament slots and with the way that things have trended to this point in the West even that may not quite be uh, good enough necessarily for this season because even the 10th spot has trended toward needing to be a 500 team to qualify for that so 888-957-9570 let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he met with the media post game at Barclays Center what did he like what did he not like about the Warriors blowout loss at the hands of the Nets here's the head coach 13 turnovers in the first half. I think their first three buckets all came off turnovers. So we set a bad tone. You can't, you can't play defense uh, recovering from a turnover. And so that was the biggest issue to start the game. We're just trying, trying too hard to create plays and, and getting out of control. And, uh, and then they made everything. They were phenomenal in the first half. I think they were 13 for 19 from three, two turnovers. They were, they were incredible. How do you keep pace when they're hitting their shots like that? You don't. You lose by 30. How do you view this road trip overall? One in five. Um, as Bill Parcells said, you, you know, you are what your record says you are. So the bad road trip and uh, we are 15 and 18. So we're a below 500 team and we got to got to find a way to to reverse that. The that we wanted to see Jordan play in the flow of the game. Did that in Toronto? And then yeah. Tonight, do you think that he was just with the scoring bonus without Steph, without playing, forcing it? Yeah, he forced it tonight. He got in a rush, and and uh, we're gonna live with um, you know Jordan's um, mistakes. At you know, he's a young player. He's still learning a ton. Um, he's a great talent and a great kid, and and uh, really proud of his development, but the development continues. And uh, part of that development is having the best guy on him. You know, when, when Steph is out, um, you know, Ben Simmons will be guarding Jordan and their, the defensive game plan will be based on guarding Jordan. And that's a different level uh, of, of uh, 
play that you have to reach. So um, he'll learn from it. This is a great experience for him. You know, the, Jordan and and Clay both. Um, I think you know the simpler they play, the easier shots they get. It's it sounds um, like a little bit of a paradox, but it's been an issue for us here. You know, over the last few games, um, and you can see it in Toronto. They both kind of um, were under control and relaxed and and um, ball came back to them and they got really good looks. And then, you know, both guys trying to make up for the absence of Steph and Wiggs and Dante and the last couple of nights really just trying too hard. What are your thoughts on how James played tonight? And are there any plans to keep him with the big club beyond his road trip? James did a great job tonight. It was uh, fun to see him kind of let loose and and uh, get some minutes and and make the most of it. Uh, did a lot of good things offensively. I thought the uh, second half, our young guys um, were much better than they were last night in New York. So uh, it was good to see them get out there and execute and make some shots. Patrick Baldwin uh, was um, got hot there, and and obviously James was really efficient and uh, Ty Jerome kind of connected everybody um, during that second half run. So, you know, that was encouraging, but um, you lose, you know, lose by 30. That's uh, it's, it's small consolation. These last two nights, Steve, I mean, is it simply just the bodies? I mean, do you look at anything out there? Like, can you even tell if your scheme was wrong when you don't have the guys you don't have right now or? Or is it just a matter of time? No, our, our spirit is fine. You know, our spirit's good. Our energy's good. The guys are committed. Uh, we have great guys. And uh, we're just, right now, we're, um, you know, at that point that um, pretty much everybody goes through uh, during an 82-game season, you know, um, most teams anyway, where you sort of hit, hit rock bottom and, you know, injuries, whatever it is, uh, you know, schedule, uh, fatigue, you, and you, you take it on the chin. And so the whole key is how do you respond to that? And I have no doubt our guys will respond. Um, but we got to, we got to clean up the execution. Um, turnovers are, are, are a killer. And uh, that's probably the, you know, the, the biggest area where we can improve. Patrick Shaw, she, uh stood out tonight, like you said, got hot a little bit in the second half. Does he remind you of anybody you've had in the past? Uh, not really. I mean, he, you know, he's, uh, he's got a beautiful shooting stroke and he moves the ball and he's got a good feel for the game. So, um, you know, there's a reason we drafted him, you know, we, we really like him and um, he's a young guy who's growing and, and tonight was a, a good night for him. You know, you have three days before you kind of have to absorb what's ahead of this eight game homestand. Um, but how pivotal do you view that eight game homestand as like the point that you guys really kind of need to turn with so? Obviously, we've got to turn things around. And, um, you know, the good good news is the standings are pretty bunched up in the West. You know, we're, we're despite our record, we are not, uh, you know, um, in dire straits. So we, we need to get solid. We need to um, get some guys healthy. We need to start playing better, obviously, and build some momentum. And these next games will be at home will be important. But, you know, the... Uh, whatever 40 plus games after that are, are important. So um, it's a good time to get a little bit of rest the next couple of days and, and kind of, uh, you know, get back at it. And, and hopefully get healthier again without Steph Curry. I think the, the key point there, and, and Steve Kerr didn't really address it in, in the question that was asked, I, I believe, by, by C.J. Holmes, uh, was, you know, is Wiseman going to remain with the big club and, and is he going to maybe get some more opportunities? I, I think that's the biggest question slash takeaway of this game is has Wiseman earned more of a shot with the regular group or at least the regular group, you know, Curry notwithstanding here over the, the course of the next few weeks 
uh, based on the performance. And, and I think, you know, it was an intentional dodge, <laughs> essentially, from Steve Kerr there in, in praising Wiseman for the game that he was able to have tonight, but also maybe not wanting to commit to the fact that, that this automatically puts him in a, in a position where he's going to be getting more time. And, and look, I think, you know, rightfully so, I think the Warriors would bristle a little bit at the discussion about Wiseman's confidence whenever that would, would get brought up. But I do think it's imperative for Wiseman, you know, just the success of seeing the ball go through the basket and seeing himself put, you know, put himself in, in position to score and actually be able to score, even to knock down a three. Like, I, I think, you know, a game like tonight can go a long way toward just just helping him get his NBA confidence back to feel like he belongs again out there uh, with, with these players to, you know, some, some just semblance of, of being able to be effective. Now, again, the extension of that is, does it translate into more playing time? And I think the answer is probably still no. Uh, if the Warriors really are going to be committed to trying to put their best foot forward and, and win above everything. And I know we were having the discussion yesterday. I was, uh, talking with Larry Kruger and and Goo, uh, Guru, and you know we were discussing. You know, I think Larry asked me the question. He says, "What's more important right now, regular season wins or or young players' development?" And I just don't think this Warriors team is good enough to sacrifice winning for player development. They just they can't play that game. There's too many veterans with championship pedigree that believe when they're all on the floor together that they've got a shot to make a run. And so I think doing everything you can to win as many games as you possibly can within reason has has got to be the goal. Uh, but I, I I do think still is a, a positive sign to see Wiseman able to to play at the level that he did tonight, even though a lot of it was with uh, you know a, a major deficit in the game or or in the second half. You could call the entire second half mop up duty still. There were glimpses from Wiseman's offensive game that we frankly just hadn't seen uh, in a couple of years that were on display tonight. So I think that in and of itself can can be deemed a, a positive. As far as what's ahead, uh, the Warriors have to they they got to gear up. And the, the, the I said it a little bit last night, and I'll reiterate before we hear from from Wiseman and, and Patrick Baldwin here and call it a night. But this this homestand is no picnic. And, you know, you look at the teams coming in, the Grizzlies are going to be out for blood. The Grizzlies are going to want to embarrass the Warriors in what will be their first Christmas game ever in the history of the franchise. The Grizzlies franchise, Vancouver or Memphis, has not played a game on Christmas. And they have a fixation on the Warriors that is unlike any uh, currently going, I I think, in, in the NBA. And without Curry playing and knowing that the Warriors are, are vulnerable they're going to be out for blood. And, you know, then after that, you've got the Hornets, who I mentioned last night. I got Gordon Hayward back. They've got LaMelo Ball back. You know, the Jazz and Blazers are you know, teams that have been around 500, really, for the entirety of of this season. You know, those are those are two teams that you almost look at it and you go, yeah, with Steph, the Warriors probably win both, you know, win both those games, win three out of four of those games, if not all four, given the way that they've played on the home floor. But you take Steph Curry away, and, and then it becomes a little bit dicier. The Hawks have kind of lingered around 500, up and down. The Pistons. Uh, are a team that that the Warriors 
couldn't beat earlier in the year with the majority of their veteran players. Uh, they lost in Detroit. I think Clay Thompson was the only one that didn't play on that night. And, of course, the Warriors lost to the Magic when they were at, at full strength. And the Magic are playing better now than they were playing back in October when they beat the Warriors and, and finished that game uh, down the stretch, uh, you know, in the final five minutes basically with the tide. And then the Suns, who are not necessarily loving each other, uh, based on the, the video last night of, of Monty Williams and and DeAndre Ayton uh, on the bench kind of going at it a little bit. But, you, you know, you, the Suns are still a team that can handle their own as far as beating, you know, some of the, the lesser teams, and they're 19-13, and 13, even with a 4-6 and six in, their, in their last 10. And Booker's been out for the last couple of games as well. So if you're getting Booker, you know you're getting a – a top flight Phoenix effort and the Warriors got thumped in Phoenix a couple of times, essentially at, at, at full strength uh, it back in you know, late October and, and November. So uh, I, I'm a little leery of just saying, Hey, come home, home cooking, everything's fixed. This team's going to have to play really purposefully and, and figure out a brand of basketball that, that can help them, you know, win some games here. Uh, over the course of, of the next couple of weeks. To think that just being home is going to flip it without Steph, I think, would be would be foolish. All right, let's uh, hear a couple of minutes of James Wiseman as he met with the media. Career night for Wise, 30 points, 12 of 14 shooting, one of one on threes, got to the free throw line as well, knocked down some free throws, uh, and here is the big man from New York after this one. I guess like the younger group of players on uh, this roster, what what do you feel like was different uh, tonight as opposed to last night? Um, just just we turned over the ball kind of too much, and we just wasn't take care of the ball, and uh, we just kind of was um like in the midst in terms of like we was kind of like lost on defense because we wasn't communicating as much. So we just got to have communication and stuff, and we'd be all right. But I feel like we did way better than the last game in terms of like just playing and stuff. So. Has it been communicated to you yet whether you'll be staying with the Warriors after you throw the trip or heading back down to the first? Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. Development, I mean, for time to time again, whether it is nothing like NBA game reps. So just how big for you personally is just to have an opportunity to this game. I mean, just the guard thing, like get some running in. Uh, I was in G for like a whole month, just like getting my reps in and stuff. So just to like be able to be blessed to come back up here and they call me up and and just to be able to um, get the reps in, like in the league, I mean, it's a great feeling to have. Like even though we got beat, but it's cool, though. Did you talk uh, about the impact of Coach Becky? No um, He has a great impact on my development. Uh, we still working on a lot of stuff, especially defense, but uh, we most definitely just chipping away at it just every day, trying to figure, trying to figure it out just by watching film or um, just talking, just going to dinner, just talking about basketball and stuff. So. What's the biggest positive takeaway you can have from your game tonight? Obviously, in a loss, but what kind of stood out to you the most from your performance? Yeah, just being aggressive and just like being demanding, especially like in the post, like actually like calling for it and um, just being more um, of a presence. I can say. Between Santa Cruz and here, what have you seen Patrick Baldwin Jr.'s game grow the most? Um, I say really just his confidence in like shooting, like shooting the shot because he can most definitely shoot it, and he's six ten. And he can shoot that thing. So, man, I be telling him just to shoot it every time. Like, when he goes to the basket, just try to dunk it, just try to tear the rim down every time. So, yeah. Playing, like, obviously without Steph, but in a game like tonight where you also don't have play, you don't have Andrew, right. Dante, and Michael, all these guys. What, like, what are you guys trying to take away from these games? Or I guess this, what's the mindset heading in? 
putting into these because they're all going to be in battle. Man, it's hard not having Steph and just the vets out there uh, because like they help us a lot, but. Um, really, I'd say just like the execution. I feel like this game was more like focused on us executing on both ends and just trying to figure it out, trying to click together as a like as a unit, especially the young guys. So, yeah. All right, so much more confident James Wiseman. Got to like what you see from him in, in this one tonight in the podium game uh, for Wiseman as well. So I think that uh, is a good sign here as things move forward. And uh, another young player who had a really nice night tonight was Patrick Baldwin II. Another quickie note that I jotted down, and, and I think we know the answer to this one, but you know, could, could Patrick Baldwin Jr. play a little bit more or, or have a role with the Warriors shorthanded? I know, you know he's been up and down between the G League and the, and the big club as well, but to his, his game seems to be pretty smooth offensively, and whenever he does continue to develop, I do feel like he's going to be the kind of player – like he's going to really help uh, because, because his skill set – you know, in, in some ways his skill set I think translates – even better than say Moses Moody's or even Jonathan Kaminga's translates to with the, you know the way that the Warriors want to play that that smooth understated offensive game where he can get it and it go up or give a, a quick fake and hit a pull up uh, it just he, he seems to have a, a good feel for the game uh, so Baldwin nice night for him again career night 17 points uh, and he met with the media as well from Brooklyn so here is PBJ. You guys, you guys basically made your deficit. Um, you guys were able to at least lay at it, get within 18, and you got Andre in that stretch. I mean, what's kind of like the push when you guys are down by that much? I mean, first of all, credit to them how they came out. I mean, they put 91 points in their head early. Really not much you can do when they're shooting the ball like that. But, um, you know, part of the job of just being a young guy and just trying to, you know, find his way in this league is just making an impact whenever you do get the opportunity. And I feel like a lot of us did that tonight. We were able to cut it. Down to about 18, like you said, but it's got to start out better, and that's not enough to get the job done tonight. How useful for the last few games for, for the young, you know, portion of, of this team getting a lot of minutes? Yeah, I mean, playing time is nice, but, I mean, winning is better. Um, but I think we're on that trajectory um, where we're learning how to, you know, figure out this league. And, yeah, I mean, it just sucks that, you know, we're losing, but, you know, it's important to, to learn to it all. You got some valuable reps, both attacking and being guarded by Kevin Durant. How important are you know those kind of experiences for your development? I'm sure there's a ton of young guys in this league that look up to Kevin Durant and guys like that that have been doing it for a long time. You know that matchup. You know Draymond in a timeout just said, you know, "F it, you got you got KD." And at that moment, you just got to step up and you know to the challenge. And I thought a lot of guys did that tonight. I mean, Katie's going to be Katie. He's going to hit his. He's going to hit his tough shots. He's going to get to his spots. But I thought a lot of guys stepped up and accepted that challenge. Do you remember last time that you felt that hot? Is it after one, two, three shots? You kind of like, hey, I'm As a shooter, you know, you like to say it's every shot, but you probably know it's one of those nights when it's about two or three, or maybe you get one tough one or back to back. So. You know, basketball's a game rhythm for me, and, you know, when you get that rhythm, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to run with it. What was the difference for, for the young group um, tonight as opposed to last night? You know, I just think we're, you know, becoming more comfortable with each other. And, I mean, you see it in the third quarter specifically. You know, we started to put it together a little bit, but, you know, it's going to take time, and, you know, we're all learning each other and how we play. But um, I thought at certain points tonight, you know, even though they were blistering hot from deep, I thought we competed and we talked and, you know, even when we were down, we were still trying to get momentum, trying to claw back in the game. So I just think there was a little resilience we had tonight. And, uh, you know, even when we were down, you know, we're still we're still trying to get back in this game.
Yeah, so some competitive spirit, I think, shown by the young guys at a, at a much higher level than, than last night when they got uh, in into the game in what was a, a determined outcome, essentially, against the Knicks as well. So good stuff there from uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. as the Warriors head home and uh, head for the eight-game homestand, which is going to begin on Christmas night with the Memphis Grizzlies in at Chase Center. 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. I'm not sure why I gave out the phone number because we're calling it a, a night on that note. Uh, so, yeah, give us a call tomorrow. I'm going to be sitting in for Matt Steinmetz with, with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Uh, for the next couple of days. So we'll be talking about uh, this and everything else going on uh, in the world of sports. Uh, Warriors this week also getting shifted from Saturday to Sunday because of the the 49er game. So we'll be on uh, at 2 o'clock for Warriors this week, uh, 2 until 4, a special edition of Warriors this week, and then uh, Warriors Live for the Dubs and the Grizzlies comes your way at 4 o'clock. A little bit of an earlier tip even for a Sunday uh, that is a 5 o'clock tip, not a 5.30 tip. 5 o'clock tip for the Warriors and the Grizzlies on Christmas. So thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Again, we'll talk to you tomorrow at noon as I'll be with Goo and then back on Sunday at 2 o'clock with Warriors this week, leading you up to the Warriors and the Grizzlies. We'll uh, talk to you then. Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next Tough night for the Warriors, tough trip, 143 to 113, the final tonight. Uh, the Nets beat the Warriors, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.